Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh my, I'm here at last. The best time always gonna be the best. Hey, looky here. It's the Pat and JT podcast. Pat and JT podcast. It's... <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's what you want to do on our podcast is beef with millennials. Well, no, I mean, I Let's just wanted to we mention. Could do that. This is Pat Stibbs, by the way, I on the Spot Productions. He's the box doing? office from our show. So you want to <laughs> just jump right in your beef with millennials. Okay, Let's so, hear this should be good. Okay. So here's the thing. I mean, I uh, first of all, how old are millennials? What's the age group Okay. Of I'm going to give it She's to you right now. Right. And, and there, there, there are some of them that are older than you would think. Like, I think that just like Gen Xers were, are younger were than you would think. They were born 81 to 96. Okay, so, so that's what's that's a huge range. It, it, yeah. but, but all of them are. You know, yeah. when you think about even like uh, the boomers were like in the forty something to sixty four or something, forty nine to sixty four. I don't know. You know, it's like a sixty something to eighty something okay. is the next generation. So yeah, it's true. It's, it's a big, it's a big, big gap. But so nineteen ninety six, so twenty four would be on the no twenty. You don't look at three. Yeah. Twenty three on the young side. Twenty three on the young side. Okay. Eighty one would put them over thirty. And then, yeah, and then, the so 30s. right, bubbling under the the millennials would be the Gen Y. Yes. So millennial, no millennials are Generation Y. Oh, they are okay. Then Generation Z. Z. Okay. Z. So this is somewhere in that Z Y. Okay. So <laughs> let me tell you what happened. Okay. So this is maybe I'm just showing my baby boomer age. Okay. <laughs> so my my we were out of town. Our son lives in Kansas City, so we came back, and my my oldest daughter had kind of helped let the animals out when we were gone. So as a favor, we drive back into town, and I say, Kathleen, I'm going to uh, I want to bring you malt because she loves good rich malts, right? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Who doesn't? Man? By gosh! So her and her boyfriend, I'm like, I'm going to get you both the chocolate malt. So we pull up to the to the um, Subway slash Goodrich because you know Goodriches don't exist anymore on their own. They're right. They're all in with you know Subway. So I go through the drive through. Very young girl. And, you know, very nice girl because I've been in there before and, and she's very nice, but she looks extremely young. Okay. Like maybe even teenage young. Generation Z would be about 7 to 22 right now. Okay, so this is, she maybe okay. she's a so Gen So see, Z. that's a big gap, that right? Big. Yeah, right. The, and just to go back real quick, Generation X is 39 to 54. hey Boomers are 55 to 73. Okay. So, so anyway, okay. so it's a big, it's a big, it big range. Gap. Yeah. So I, I pull up and I go to the drive-thru and I said, can I get two medium chocolate malts? Okay, great. Come through the window, right? So as I'm driving away, first of all, I hear her say, can someone show me how to make these? Like she... What? The microphone was not supposed to... Yeah. Well, so maybe it's her first day. I, no, it's not, Jill. Yeah. Maybe it's so her first day. First, first malt. That can't so be a good rich. That's got to be the mainstay, right? So I... Malts? <laughs> So I turn, I go to the window, and uh, my my wife's next to me. My daughter is in the back seat, who's you know so non confrontational because most of these kids are non confrontational, yeah. right? They, <laughs> God forbid, you do anything to confront anybody, they freak out. Don't offend anybody. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I pull up the drive through, and we're waiting, and we're, so finally she comes to the window, and she goes, "Um, do you want malt powder in those?" And I said. <laughs> Yes, please. It's a malt. <laughs> so the That's window. The name. Clo- the, yeah. 
the window closes, and I look at my wife, and I'm like, isn't a malt without malt powder just a shake? Yeah. She's like, yeah, but that's okay. She's So I go, okay, well. So I'm sitting there, waiting, <laughs> waiting, and all of a sudden it dawns on me. What do you bet this chick makes these with chocolate ice cream? No now, doubt. No doubt. A oh, malt, for sure she did. So she comes, finally, I think what amounted to three days later, she comes to the window. <laughs> We've already celebrated birthdays in the car and everything. Done. She comes back to the window, and I said, did you happen to make those with chocolate ice cream? And this look comes on her face like I just told her her dog died. Mm-hmm. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah. I go, um, a chocolate malt, just FYI, is not chocolate ice cream. It's vanilla ice cream with chocolate syrup and powder. There's a difference. And huge difference. Huge difference. <laughs> And she looks at me and she goes, well, I made these with chocolate ice cream. I said, well, you know, my daughter is like, she likes a real chocolate malt. I'm sorry, but can you remake those again? And so I see my daughter in the back. I don't see it, but I can almost mortified feel, or feel she anger? The I heat. can almost feel the heat. You know. <laughs> that, she, embarrassment or anger that way was made the oh. wrong way? She was oh. embarrassed that I'm confronting. Oh, right. sure. And I'm not even confronting the girl. I'm no. just bringing it to her attention. To help her. So she says to me. Well, maybe next time you should say that. <gasps> Bing! Then the la- really? And I said, "Listen to me." <laughs> and now your daughter's like, and now my late. now she my daughter's out. crying in the I'm right. sure crying in the you back. See her seat. running down the street. Exactly. <laughs> and I said, "Listen to me." <laughs> a chocolate malt. I go. Maybe this is just the poor training you had, but a chocolate malt is vanilla ice cream and chocolate syrup. And malted milk. Now, maybe you, young lady, should ask somebody ahead of time. If you don't know how to make them all, why don't you ask them if they want vanilla ice cream or chocolate ice cream? Yeah. And right. then she just, then, then you know, of course, she's also in the same age group my daughter is. So I'm getting, oh, you know, both yeah. sides, the back yeah. seat and the window, oh. the, the, the steam and the, so then. How dare you. And then. Okay. <laughs> So, so it gets better. So anyway, she finally comes back another three days later. She, she, and, and then she's very apologetic, and I'm like, "Listen, okay, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean." So, my daughter in the back seat, she's like, "What is the big difference, Dad?" I said, "It's a lot different." So I, as we're leaving, I text my oldest daughter and said, "Sorry, took a little longer. They, they made him with chocolate ice cream instead of vanilla. I apologize." She texts back, what's wrong with chocolate ice cream? Oh, my God. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. I'm like, no! <laughs> Where have I failed? Where God, you, what did I do? You failed your children. Anyway. You failed enough, your children. Enough of. That's like a staple. That's how you, that's, you just know. I've never worked food service ever, and I know that. I know. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows it, Pat. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows that. But you know wow. what? What can you say? Is there still a Goodrich, speaking of which, down on like 72nd and Center area? Wasn't there one down there for a while? Uh, around there might have been. There's one 72nd north of there. By itself, like a standalone one? Because there's one on this subway out here by the water tower in Millard. There's yeah, one in there. There used to be one, I think, many, many moons ago. There's, there's but, quite a few hmm. subways. Like there's one on 76th and Pacific. Uh, Maybe it's closer to that. Could be that. It could have been closer to that. But, I think that would, that would are, be. Yes, I think that is. That's exactly probably it. what you're thinking of. Yeah, yeah 76th yeah. and Pacific. Yeah. Okay, that would be it. And they're all in with subways, at least in this area. There are no yeah. more freestanding Goodrich dairy. Are there still any Baskin Robbins? 
you know what? Evidently, someone said to me that, yes, someone is opening an, a Baskin-Robbins up in Omaha. They went away. They went away because they got bought out by another chain oh. who totally ran the brand into the ground. And now the former Baskin-Robbins people... Been down that road. Yeah. Right? We all know what that's like. <laughs> Still got dirt in my teeth. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, we. <laughs> I would never, as a person that works at a restaurant or like that, the woman, it's the girl, especially the girl. you said she doesn't, they, that age group doesn't like confrontation. Right. For her to say, you should maybe say that next right. time, that's a very confrontational thing to say. Exactly. Wrong. So they thing. like confronting, they like pitching, they don't like catching. That's, you know what? That's exactly That's it. what it is. They like throwing it, throwing the it's, confrontation. It's kind of like politics. That's how yeah. some people are in politics. They love just throwing it out there, but yes. someone throws it at them and they just freak the hell out. They don't know how to handle, they don't know how to handle and it's a, it's a, I think it's a product of blah. This is for every talking point from every talking. So this <laughs> is go. my Pat's take rehashed 57,000 times, but it's from the kids growing up that everybody gets a trophy. Yep. Nobody learns to yep. lose. And so now they're at subway and yeah. you tell them something different and they don't like that. Yeah. Right. Which is weird because I had to go back and give that girl a participation trophy for oh, making the malt. I never should have done that. Yeah. Pat. Did yeah. you have a graduation yeah. sort of ceremony for her? <laughs> From second grade into third grade. No, oh my Yay! god! Hey! Oh. Don't make me. Oh my god! My eyes can't roll any harder. I know. It was, <laughs> you know. So it, it was the typical old baby boomer versus the young Gen Z, Y, X, wherever the hell she was. I don't know. Probably yeah. Z. Probably, I would say probably that. Z. Younger, yeah. I'll go with that. Is there a Gen Stupid, or is that in my mind? Uh, I think it's coming. I, I think there's a. <laughs> I think there's a little bit of Gen Stupid from in every one. I, well, like, this is yeah. this is true. Yeah. I mean, there's a little bit sprinkled in across the board, but yeah. right. Um, I think yeah, we might see. And listen, not the yeah. you know, listen. We all know baby boomers could be pretty dumb too. We've all known oh. every, uh, like you said, every age group. I mean, there's there's absolutely. a little bit sprinkled in across sprinkled the board, in across the board, yeah, and a little mix of everybody. Kind of peppered in there. In there. So, yeah, Thank God, absolutely. us three are perfect. That's right. right. I mean, <laughs> nothing, absolutely nothing wrong because with because we're the only ones that can talk about other people. Oh, right. all the time. That's anyway, it. all right. So, uh, God, I don't even know where to start here. I guess we we, we, we haven't had you in for ever. It's been a long time. Um, and you just self describe Tell us about Mr. Stibbs. Well, you know what? I've been I, I, born and raised in Omaha, was in radio forever and ever and ever. Um, and finally, 25 years into my radio career, I was just sort of tired of all the, the corporate media coming in and buying out all the family-owned stations that we all used to work for. About what year was that? Uh, when I left radio, yeah, two thousand and oh. actually two thousand and ten, because I was at yeah. uh, I was at uh, Clear Channel Radio last. And then they got in, into all kinds of financial issues, and even though I still had a job there, my income was just slashed to crap. Well, and, and you're I, right about the the corporate thing because everything started changing the, like in the mid '90s was mm -hmm. when the federal laws changed, and yep. and everything went to hell. And in a handbasket, <laughs> right? And so now you have no more farm teams. You don't have, and this I know this is kind of in the radio box, so to speak. But the small town radio stations would have, you know, those those people coming up through the ranks, you yeah. know, and people learning the craft yeah. in those small town stations. I was lucky I got to work in Hastings for a while. Oh, see, that's great. And that was like, that was heaven. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and it was it was grabbing victory from the jaws of defeat because that station was like so far into red tape when we got it. And it was just, you had to do everything. Right. Which you is such a everything. great learning experience. It was awesome. It I mean, was yeah, awesome. So like you, if you're going to own a restaurant, they suggest you go wash dishes, you cook, yeah. you learn every aspect of the restaurant. So the same thing with the radio station. You learn <laughs> right. every aspect of it. Yeah. And Pat and I were lucky because we both... Were you, did you ever work for Mitchell? Were you at Mitchell? Uh, no, Mitchell actually is the one that... Oh. 
I don't want to tell stories. Anyway, um, <laughs> about in the mid-90s, there was a license that was up for grabs in Hastings oh, for an FM. Oh, and the Mitchell and company that, bought it? when that, that change in the federal laws oh. allowed him to step in and snatch it from Oh, us. is that what it was? Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. No bad. No hard feelings. It's yeah, cool. no, Whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> but I just... Anyway. Rem- <laughs> well, I just remember when, you know, working for the... And, and we used to make fun of Clear Channel, you know, the evil... The evil, evil empire. Uh, empire, which yeah. is what they were called. And I just remember... In, in, I'd be in these meetings and the sales manager who um, I probably shouldn't name, but she was an idiot and she, <laughs> I remember she would have contests to see who could charge clients the highest charge rates. Up. Right, yeah. And I, I would That's just sit terrible. there and I'd look That's at terrible. all my fellow salespeople like bobblehead dolls just sitting there <laughs> thinking that this was okay. Yeah. Let's have a contest to see how bad we can screw our clients. That's right. That's, That's what it was. It wow. is a, it, it's crazy. So I it's thought, crazy. now's the time I need to kind of do what I love to do. And that's writing and producing commercials and, and doing my screenplays and, and you know, working with clients and and uh, having fun with guys like you. I and love it. That's awesome. It's now going on 10 years of doing this. Yeah, now. Good awesome. for you. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So anyway, let's yeah. talk. We've had some... Unfortunate demises, well, it haven't is. I mean, we? Because your your backgrounds in music, you you music, you movies. are like if you follow Stibbs on on Facebook in particular, a lot of music stuff comes yeah. in your timeline. That's for sure. And 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 music trivia, you ever Will Starrett? You know Will Starrett too, right? Yes. Yeah, he's like that too. Is he? It's like out of nowhere he'll drop a dime on you. Like what the heck? <laughs> I didn't know that. What yeah. did you? What are you talking about? And yeah. Good, goodness. So yeah, recently we've seen uh, a couple of super famous guys right pass away. Exactly. We had Eddie Money, um, who was you know just if you ever had a chance to meet Eddie Money, and we did meet him because at Sweet ninety eight we brought Eddie Money in in the nineties. That was my first concert there. At was Sweet. that your first one at I remember, Park? Yep. And I and and I remember um, <laughs> I remember him saying something that just a couple days ago. I don't think I've told you this yet. Um, that was backed up on social media for a, a coworker of ours at the time, Mike, Michael. Yeah, Michael, Michael yes. Steele. Um, Adam Thunder. At the, he, I worked with him at night, and he and Eddie became friends over the years, and they they were really good friends. And he put, said a, a story about him and how Eddie would always grab him by the neck and say, uh, "Thanks for." Something about thanks for loving the money man or something like that, and I'm like, that's, and I remember him loving getting up on stage. Yeah. Omaha, loves, Omaha the loves the money loves man. Loves the money man. <laughs> yeah, and he was he was not only a solid performer, but he was just one of those. He was laid back. He was a good guy. You know, he didn't let little stupid stuff mm-hmm. get to him like some artists freak out over the little things. Didn't and, live in the bubble. Oh no, right? I mean, yeah. you know, he just. And the thing is about Eddie Money is he was born Edward Mahoney, and he was a cop. And his whole family were cops. His grandfather, his father, I believe his brothers. And he finally, I think, went to his dad one day and said, I don't want to be a cop. I want to be a musician. And you can imagine what every dad would say. What? You what? What's that? (laughs) You know, the steady gig you've got with benefits, and you want to just throw that away to go sing rock and roll? Are you kidding? But he knew what he wanted to do. And so he changed his name professionally to Eddie Money. And, Perfect. you know, he had a, his first hit in the late 70s, like Baby Hold On, I think was his yeah. first hit. But, you know, he had been performing in clubs before that for a while. It was not an overnight success like some people. I heard some people online say, oh, it was an overnight success. No, it wasn't. It's yeah. rarely an overnight yeah. success. There's a lot of, a lot of downtime. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? When you're, when you're working in clubs, you know, and you're, and you're getting paid, you know, probably beer money and you've got 20 people in the audience and half of them are drunk. And, you know, I think this is why Eddie was so laid back when he made it big, because he remembered what it was like starting out. And when you go through that crap, nothing phases you. Right. You know, not not even Chuck or Engineer stalking you. Right. No, it it, doesn't. (laughs) 
It does not at all. Oh, wait, that was Debbie Gibson. Yeah. Sorry, that was enough. <laughs> Hi, Debbie. Oh, my God. Was it Debbie Gibson you had to pick up at the airport? Uh-huh. Okay. In the, in the van, yeah. Did pick you pick her. up Debbie Gibson? Uh-huh. Yep. And I still, I still to this day remember the name of the, that she went on under at the hotel. It was like such a unique name. Really? But she checked it, and it was her manager's name flip-flopped. It was Huntley Biggs was the name. Was no the name kidding? She, yeah, and I thought I was the coolest ever. I just I just, I, I just remember backstage, we were we were setting up the stuff, and Debbie was in for her uh, air, uh, air check, for her sound check. Sound check, yeah. And so we're talking to a bunch of us, and I see her walk toward me. She goes, excuse me, can you help me? I said, what's up? She goes, there's a man who's following me, and and he, I'm really nervous about this. And I look over, and it's Chuck, our engineer. Yeah. <laughs> Chuck likes the ladies. <laughs> and um, I, evidently, Chuck, everywhere she'd go, he was just like following her and staring at her. And she was freaking the hell out. I bet. Yeah. So I this said, "This was way before me too." She yeah. goes, "Way before." Yeah. She goes, "Do you know him?" I said, "Yeah, let me talk to him." So He's got this. I went up to Chuck and said, "Chuck, hey man, listen, you you gotta, you know, you, you gotta leave her alone, man." Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we knew Chuck; he was a harmless guy, but right. Debbie didn't know that, right? No. Right. So Chuck, Aww. poor Chuck, had to bow his head and go back and Aww. sit in. The, anyway, Aww. so Debbie was fine. But so Eddie Money was a great guy. <laughs> Back to, back on track. Yeah, here we go. that's okay. Uh, I did and, that. Sorry. And you know the sad thing is, is is he had had some health issues earlier this year. He had uh, some bad heart issues, and so he went in for his heart earlier in the year, and then he found out he had to have some heart surgery. So when they went in and uh, did follow ups and did X rays, that's when they found he had stage four esophageal cancer. So this was then. That's when he canceled his summer tour Mm -hmm. but he had told his fans that he was hoping to just take three months off and get treated for the esophageal because he could still sing that's what people didn't realize he could still sing that's crazy because there were it was asymptomatic right right so he there was no no sign of any problem until they went in that's when they discovered it's like holy right kidding stage four so he was they were hoping to treat it and even though it was stage four, and by the way, I've known people that have lived with stage four esophageal cancer mm-hmm. actually for a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, I think it's going to catch up with you down the road. But I think he was hoping if he got treatment, went in and did whatever they do, chemo, radiation, mm-hmm. that he could then get healed and then go back on the road. Well, what happened was he developed pneumonia, and that's what killed him. It was actually not the esophageal cancer he went in again for heart surgery, and during surgery, or right around there, he developed pneumonia. Now, when you're 70 years old and you get mm-hmm. pneumonia, I mean, pneumonia is dangerous no matter how old you are. Right. When you're 70, it's and it compromised be, and compromised. Yeah. It's deadly, and actually, yeah. that's what that's uh, what did it. So, yeah. But what a great guy. Anybody, you know, of course, everybody. As soon as he died, I did the same thing. I grabbed my old Eddie Money's greatest hit CD, and <laughs> and, and you sit there and go, "Wow, you forget how many hits the guy had." Yeah, no, I that's, mean, that's the case in so many with so many artists. Exactly. It's just you. You've all of a sudden like, "Wow." Yeah. So and just yeah. love going down that little wormhole. So fortunately for us, uh, Eddie Mahoney didn't want to be a cop. Yeah. And because right. of that, we had some great great songs from Eddie Money. Yep. Yes. Yeah, we did. Positive guy. And then just yeah. this past week, of course, uh, what a shock, Rick Ocasek from The Cars. And I just heard this morning they said it was heart attack, heart was, issues. Well, that's what they're thinking. They're thinking, I, I don't know if they've done, did they do an I just autopsy? heard it on the news on the way in um, saying that they it was a um, heart attack, a heart failure, or okay. something something related 
Right. And, yeah. and you know, Rick Ocasek was 75, so he was five years oh, older see, than... Oh, see, I thought he was the same age. No, he was oh. actually five years older. It was it was online, people were thinking that he was the same age of Eddie Money, but yeah. Rick, Rick Ocasek was actually 75. Wow. So, yeah, Rick Ocasek, cause of death. And they, they did not... Um. When, when And his ex-wife found him. He was married to that Paula, that Russian model, for like 28 years, and they separated last year. In fact, when I first heard he was dead, and they s- didn't suspect foul play... My morbidity thought, God, what you know? Maybe he just you know that he was devastated that his wife left after almost thirty years. Maybe he just kind of checked, checked out. out. Yeah, but I don't think that's the case. I think his heart, it was his heart, but I don't know if they've it, they actually said, verified that. They, they did. It said according to the autopsy report, was released um, said that he died of cardiovascular disease. Okay. A specific cause of death was listed as hypertensive, and oh wow, big word, atheros. Uh, uh, Heart attack. Cardiovascular disease. Yeah, there you go. So basically, build up a plaque. And Paulina had posted Rick was at home recuperating very well after surgery. Our two sons and I were making sure he was comfortable, ordering food, watching TV. I found him still asleep when bringing him his Sunday morning coffee, touched his cheek to rouse him. It was then I realized that during the night he had peacefully passed on. Wow. wow, that's sad. That's very yeah. sad. And that, so she was with him. She was with is, him. That was which, good. That's you know, yeah. first the fans that yeah. you know, thinking like you were talking, you know, it's like, well, she they were to they were still on good terms. Well, and, and, and of course, right away when I think of the cars, I saw I saw the cars perform live in nineteen seventy eight. They played the music hall and their first album had just come out, which was just called The Cars. It was self titled. And that album, I don't know if you guys ever heard the whole album. Yes. It had like four hit singles, but every single song on that album was amazing. Every one of them could have been a hit. But so, and it was produced by the guy that used to produce Queen, Roy Thomas Baker. So they had a really, you know, hot shot producer. That band was so tight. And Rick Ocasek and a guy named Benjamin Orr, who mm-hmm. was the bass player, Benjamin and Rick were the two co lead singers. They both sang songs. As a matter of fact, Benjamin Orr actually sang, I think, the majority of the hits and co-wrote, and Rick mm-hmm. Ocasek co-wrote. And what's sad is Benjamin Orr, I don't know if people realize this, but we lost him in the year 2000. He died of pancreatic cancer at age 53, oh my and that God, was yeah. in 2000. And Benjamin Orr was a hell of a musician, and he had a solo album, had a song called Stay the Night, which was a huge yes. top 40 hit. Yeah. And uh, so in his own right, Benjamin Aura was a fantastic. But see, that was the days before social media. Yeah. So, you know, if you were if you were in a band and you died in the year 2000, unless you were like John Lennon or some huge, huge name, Benjamin Orr's death sort of just, you know, kind of just... true. It is true. I mean? Unless you were going to make the evening news... Right. Yeah. You know, it kind of didn't exactly. Yeah. It didn't really resonate, and and, and all of a sudden, people kind of you, you found out by osmosis almost that what mm-hmm. exactly? Hey, when did he die? Yeah. And, and and they racked up. You know, the Cars as a group racked up seventeen hit singles, mm. uh, seven albums, and just hit after hit after hit. They did disband in nineteen eighty eight. Uh, but then, and then what happened was, is they did a uh, you know through the nineties, they would kind of like a few of them would get together and play. They did a documentary on the band just about a year before Benjamin Ord died. Oh, thank God. And if you get a chance to catch that documentary, I do not remember the name, but you can just Google it. But there was a documentary about the cars that's a very, very good. And then, um, you know, they were inducted into the Hall of Fame last year. Yes, last year. 2018. And all the surviving members played. Wow. 
And the bass player from the band Weezer filled in for Benjamin That's Orr. right. I do remember that. So he played, yeah. And so they performed like four songs at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction last year. That's, so, you yeah. know, at least Rick Ocasek got to live to see that, you know, his, you know, recognized in the Hall of Fame. But yeah, two sad losses in, you know. In the, in the world of, of music. It's yeah. just wow. really kind of sad. Yeah, I saw one of the posts and kind of um, morbid humor, but everybody was asking, has anybody seen Rick Springfield lately? Oh. <laughs> better heads up. I was like, guys, Listen, come on. Heads up, yo. You know who I cannot believe is still alive? And not to say, David Crosby. So David Crosby, <laughs> this guy's he is? had... <laughs> yeah. No, there was just a documentary. Wait a minute. There was just a documentary about him. That came out called David Crosby, Remember My Name. And I just watched it at film streams like two weeks ago. Yeah, I've heard heard of that. First of all, everybody hates this guy because he's just a nasty son of a bitch. His band (laughs) members won't even talk to him. Uh, Graham Nash, Neil Young, um, Stephen Stills, none of them even talked to the guy. They wouldn't even talk to him for the the documentary. They wouldn't talk to the (laughs) filmmaker because they hate him so much because he's an ass. And And he admits that he's an ass. But here's the thing. This guy has been drug-addled and an alcoholic his entire life. I think maybe he's clean now. I don't know for sure. Unbelievably successful. I mean, creative. Oh, amazing. And his voice, he's still got the voice. He has to tour just to pay the rent. I mean, this is a guy who was with some of the biggest bands, you know, the the Birds, Crosby, Stills, Nash... Um, was he in Buffalo Springfield? He might have been. That's, I, can't I was just looking here to see who else, and, I mean, and I just found that documentary you're talking about too. And and um, it's a wow. fascinating documentary. But this guy's had three heart attacks. He's had eight stints in his heart. They can't put any more stints no. in. Right. The most you can have is oh my, eight. Oh my he God. has had a you know he had to have his liver. Uh, um, um, what do you call it? Tran- a liver transplant because his liver was shot. So he had a liver transplant a few years ago. And he even admits in this documentary, he's like, I'm, I'm on borrowed time. I mean, any day, I'm done. Did, did he, he was the father of, is it Melissa Etheridge? Melissa Etheridge's kid, yeah. Kid, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah, he was the, he she, was the biological father. So is she like the only person that liked him or what? Well, I mean, she, she might hoping, even hate him out. I don't I know. Wonder, I, mean, I, think, I, think, I don't think, I think it was, uh, it wasn't like actual, like it was like a donated. Okay. Because it was her and she was with, uh, what was her name? Was it Julie Cipher? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. It was her partner. Her partner. At the yeah, time. That's right. And they chose him to be the father. They chose, yeah. they, and I'm like, okie dokie. That so, gene's in there, just yeah. telling you. So, <laughs> you know, again, <laughs> but again, <laughs> here's a guy that has abused his body his entire life. Oh, we were talking about and that. And he's still breathing. Right. About yeah. other people in our lives, but right. just in general, that you see the Rolling Stones are a great example mm-hmm. of that. Or you see, a, you see a kid, 18, 19 years old, one night out, has does some stupid stuff, has a couple beers, maybe takes a pill or something he shouldn't, and heart attack done. Exactly. And then people that are literally been doing that their entire life and it should have died 50 times right. and they're just they're like what hey yeah. what's up I'm fine there was, get it. there was a great picture online a few months ago with Keith Richards and his yeah. two daughters did you see that no and somebody <laughs> you, keep making, you keep making me google I somebody, hate you somebody uh, no what was so funny it, it literally was it was Keith Richards and his daughters I think they're in their 20s or 30s yeah. and somebody he's posted, probably got some that's four or five too somebody <laughs> posted a caption <laughs> Underneath that said, this was Keith Richards and his two daughters out discussing what he's going to do with their money when they die. No, <laughs> that's funny. 
That's hilarious. Oh my God, there's. That, that is funny. Is that it? There I it think is. That's, that's it. That's, there's that, the photo right there. <laughs> Keith Richards and his daughters. Yep. He's going to do with their money when they die. We always said when Armageddon happens, all that'll be alive are cockroaches and Keith Richards. Yep. That's uh, that's it. Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. But just, you got to give the Rolling Stones credit, don't you? I mean, how how can this still be? How can that still be pickled? Everything's pickled. 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 Right? Is that it? Everything's it's pickled. Maybe they actually preserved. died like 12 years ago, but nobody told them. Perfectly right. preserved. They found the right combination. Apparently, the and, fountain of youth. Well, not youth. But they found fountain it late. Of, they found, a they found it too late. Yeah, <laughs> I was they having found it. <laughs> I was having a discussion online the other day about bands. I mean, literally every major rock band has lost a member. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and there we were trying to name how many rock bands that are still around today still have the original members. And They're intact. I don't. Aerosmith? Did they lose anybody? I can't remember. I don't, know. I don't think anybody's passed away. I, they may have dropped off. I don't know. Yeah, that 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 didn't. Voluntarily leave. Let's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> say yeah. that, that that weren't because somebody was saying, yeah. "Well, the Rolling Stones are intact." I said, "No, because they lost Brian Jones back in 1970. I mean, he drowned in his swimming pool. Isn't he was that, yeah, pretty drug addled." And at I think um, you two still all together. You two. as far as I don't think anybody has died, died. Or, right. or left. I don't believe. Yeah, cheap trick uh, for years, yeah. uh, but their drummer's still alive. He just left the band. So, I mean, they, they but, you know, yeah. it, it's very rare to see any band today that's been around for a while. That's, any of them you know, that were, that, that lived through the 70s? Yeah. Probably 70s into the 80s. Right. That are still here? Exactly. It's a miracle. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, on like eight different miracles. Right. Because, yeah. I mean, the average person was doing things they shouldn't be doing, but then you go to that level. Right. And they're given things that they shouldn't be doing. They didn't yeah. have to even try. Right. It, it is interesting that. to see as the older we get, to see our, our rock artist idols, you know, in their yeah. 70s and 80s. And, and then pa- and passing away. It's really, it's you know, and I'm not. I'm 45, but you're right. seeing these people that I remember when I was a kid, and they're like getting to that point, mm-hmm. and they're checking out. It's like, yeah. what? Yeah. I mean, how sad is it going to be when Paul McCartney dies? I mean, here's a guy who still performs 100 dates a year, if not more. He looks great. His band is great. Why does he still, does he perform because he truly loves just oh, performing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he doesn't need to. No, no. He's a billionaire. I mean, you have to wonder about anybody. Once you reach a certain age, you, I guess you still want to do stuff. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Because what else is McCartney going to do? Once you, become that, once you become that rich, the money means nothing. It's, it's the adulation. Did yeah. you see? Yeah. Um, adoration. 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 Yeah. Thing. Did you, uh, it was, uh, I'm not a huge Paul McCartney fan, but I, um, I, for some reason I'm just not. Mm-hmm. And... Stern, I think it was this week or end of last week. Stern had James Corden on. Did you see the the carpool karaoke with James Corden yes, and Paul McCartney? And Paul McCartney. Now, now, and then James talking to Stern because Stern is the best interview in the in the business. Yeah. He's a fantastic. Yeah. And Corden was on his show and talked about that experience and the story that he told about his his dad. Uh, passing away, loving Paul McCartney. The story is just unbelievable. It gives me goosebumps just thinking about it and how much that meant to him doing that. Wow. Uh, that was pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah, it was very yeah, cool. Yeah, that, you know, McCartney just, I mean, everybody has memories of the Beatles, so, whether you're, you know, 80 years old or whether you're. Paul 18. McCartney's older than Mick Jagger. How old is McCartney? <laughs> I'll just throw that out there. Yeah, really? Just by a year. 77? Year and a half. 77 and 76 is what they are right now. Really? Wow. Wow, can you believe that? And he's still going strong. That's crazy. And then you, I mean, seriously, yeah. to look at the two of them side by side? Right, yeah. You certainly wouldn't guess. <laughs> no, you would not. But but you got to hand it to these guys when they're up on stage. And when you Mick see Jagger, Mick Jagger. I just saw recently saw some footage of one of, their, one of their shows, and he is running across that stage, 
you know, yeah. still doing all the jumping around and, yeah. and everything else that I would not do. No, <laughs> not even 20 years ago. Right. Well, He's still putting on a huge show. Steven Tyler from Aerosmith, how old is he now? He's got to be 70, isn't yeah. he? Oh, I mean, he's got to be, doesn't he? And yeah. he's another one you, you see up on stage, and he, he's just like Jagger and, and these guys. He's fascin- he fascinates me. Steven Tyler does. He's amazing. That band is amazing. That's another band that shouldn't be alive because they no. were so drug-addled <laughs> in the 70s. And they yeah. that band all that band all went to rehab together. I don't know if you heard the story about Aerosmith. Did not hear that. They were all literally about to die. Yeah, seventy one. He's seventy one years old. Yeah, and um, that okay. that whole band got. In fact, they had to fire a, a band member because the band member wouldn't give up drugs, and he was bringing drugs backstage and his drug friends. Oh and they God. said, "You're gone, man." You're gone because I mean we can't do this. We can't do this. They would not be around today. Yeah, they'd be done. They'd be done if they hadn't changed their way. They're just looking for a, a couple others here. Joe Perry, sixty-nine. Mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen, sixty-four. He's in his okay. This is, so so all the Van Halen guys, they're they're a little younger. A little bit they, younger. They hit in the they hit in the late seventies, early eighties. Keith right? Richards, mm-hmm. seventy-five. Alice Cooper. How old's Cooper? Seventy-one. Really? Fascinating. He's still going man. strong. Fascinating guy. Yeah. So you, men- you mentioned yeah. Van Halen, and I know there was talk about them all getting back together. And ah. to me, I would only go see Van Halen if David Lee Roth was singing and <laughs> everybody right. was back. Because right. I'm, I'm sorry, no offense against Sammy Hagar and who's the schmuck from uh, Extreme that was their singer for a couple of years. For I'm sorry. Heartbeat, yeah. Give me, you know, you can, you, listen, you can love or hate David Lee Roth. I don't care. But he was, he was it. Van Halen. He was the face of the band. He yeah. was the face. Yeah. And you know, I was listening to some of his stuff coming back from Kansas City, both Van Halen and Solo. And that guy, literally, he just got Crazy. a huge Vegas gig, by the way. Good for him. I think yeah. that's, that everybody should that's that has it. any status at all should do Vegas gigs all the time. And not, touring, maybe, yeah. but just do like every Let once them a come mo- to you. Right. One weekend, every two months, where you have like eight shows in a yeah. weekend and just sell it, and then you don't have to tour. You know what would be a great April Fool's Day joke? <laughs> Here we go. Here no, we go. Seriously. You're like, you go to a band like Van Halen, you know, they don't really like each other. But you go to them and you say, okay, here's the deal. Next April Fool's Day joke, talk to some bar and tell them that this this um, Van Halen tribute band is going to play on April 1st of 2020. Oh, my God. And then you guys show up. That would be awesome. Nobody knows it. Everybody just thinks they're coming to a tribute band. Yeah. And you four guys show the hell up and play. Would that not be the best April Fool's Day joke? Seriously. That would be the best. Yeah. Honestly, because I hate April Fool's jokes. I hate I hate. <laughs> oh, I pranks. love them, man. I, that would be a good result. Because then everybody there, the joke's on the on the audience because they bought tickets thinking yeah. they're coming to a tribute band. Yeah. And then lo and behold, you get rewarded. That would be that would, that be, would be awesome. Cool. Exactly. That yeah. would be cool. I could go for that. So maybe somebody plant a bug in some band's <laughs> ear. That that's what they need to do for April Fool's Day. Can we get this going, man? Can we get something going there? I'm just, and now now you got me all fascinated looking at ages of how old people are that are in the, you know, that in that range, those kind of band members. Yeah. Um, Which actually, and I like the, I like the artists that age and they just age. They don't like Madonna, on the other hand. She's got a scrunchy skin. I mean, I I don't know what she is. Is she Portuguese now? Is she Portuguese? Yeah, it's just like, man. you just gotta like just age. Yeah, yeah. Tyler looks good. Yeah, that's that's yeah. She looks fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! He's, was that, he Liv, brought, was that he, Liv Tyler or Steven yeah, Tyler? Right. Did he not? Did he not? Did he bring that? Did he start that? Uh, I mean, maybe. seriously, the androgynous type. Know. He you might have. I mean? Yeah, as yeah. As far as the big hair bands when the, you know be. before the eighties with probably, the hair bands, I've, you had Steven Tyler, Warrant, and yeah, all those guys. Oh I'm sure. yeah, Warrant. Warrant. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
Hell yeah. Warren. Love it. That's, you know who's that's not, your go-to. I like that. You know who's not doing too well? <laughs> What's that? Uh, Brian Wilson. Really? Uh, you know, he's still out there uh, doing solo shows with his band. He's no longer part of the Beach Boys. They, you know, the, the two remaining Beach Boys, Mike Love and Bruce Johnson, do their own thing. Brian does his own thing, but the people that saw him, he had to take some time off in the summer because of some mental issues mm-hmm. again. Yeah, right. And he came back and started performing, but now he's in a wheelchair. They he's said a, he says about seventy six. Is he? Yeah. His voice has always been a little strange. Now it's not good at all. So that that poor guy, sadly, I think is. I think we're going to see the him. End. He yeah. might be near the end, sadly, because I'm a huge Beach Boys yeah. fan. Oh yeah. And, Who plays um, the drums for Beach Boys now? Now, uh, John Cowsill. No, it Jesse? John, oh, it's not John Cowsill. It's not... <laughs> um, John Stamos used to fill in occasionally. And matter of fact, when they played Omaha, when we brought them in for Lust Fest uh, 2013, Stamos came in and played drums. I remember seeing that online, yeah. Yeah. And But John Cowsill of the band, the 60s band, the Cowsills. Okay. Cowsill okay. plays drums oh for the band oh, cool. and has for several years, like 20 years. That's cool. Interesting. Anyway, so oh the, the moral God. of the story here. Appreciate our artists while that we have so them. True. That this is, is so the true. This is the And you know what? Never a better time to be able to do that either because everything's fully accessible to everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. You can listen to what you want when you want. I only hope, I'm going to leave you with this parting thought. Okay. I only hope that both Eddie Money and Rick Ocasek, before they died, got to have a chocolate malt with vanilla ice cream. That's all I can, <laughs> that's all I hope for. <laughs> Please, God, I hope they had that. And Maybe. on that note. <laughs> on that note. Stips, thanks. Tip your way. Where can people find you online? The box officer? No, actually, on the spot production. On the spot, on the spot radio.com okay. is my website. And um, so, yeah. And uh, yeah. I just, we'll have you in again. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk next time. We should it. talk about movies because there's so many good movies yes! coming. Oh, my gosh, you guys. So many good movies coming out in November, December, even October. Let's talk about Let's have you back in the next couple weeks. Yeah, we'll let's do about. that. Okay. Yeah. Have a good one. Thanks, Pat. Um, Thank go to you. Go to CooglerVision.com. Make sure you go to CooglerVision.com, and uh, they're a supporter. Pat, they're our supporter of our podcast. They are. They've that. been supporting our podcast for Thank quite a while. Thank you, Coogler. Right? right. Uh, both Dr. Lance Coogler and Dr. Sunston, and we've had them both in, got a chance to do a little getting to know you session, want to have them back in again. But if you're thinking about ditching the glasses or ditching the contacts, get online at CooglerVision.com, and you go to their, their consultation page, and there's a calendar. Pick the day, pick the time. Go in and get your eyes tested by the best, no doubt about it, the the number one provider of LASIK uh, procedures in the state. And they're phenomenal, just eye doctors in general. You can find out exactly where you are right now and then find out what your options are. And you get a procedure, they're going to knock $500 off if you use the Pat and JT 2019 promo code. Pat and JT 2019 and $500 credit towards any procedure that you qualify for. That's a nice little uh, thank you for supporting our podcast. Just because you're there and you subscribe, you listen, you rate, you review, and we really appreciate it. We do. Thank you guys for listening. Pat and JT Podcast. A Parkville Media Production.